Hey, welcome to the Life Sculptors Podcast, where we help your life take shape. I'm your host, Dante Poole, licensed educator, mental health professional, and life coach. And probably the most significant role in my life is husband and father. They trump everything else going on in my life. You know, there's a saying that everything I needed to learn about life, I learned in kindergarten. Now, the sentiment comes from the thought that we learn some probably important things during the formative years of our lives, and they get played out later in our lives, the lessons that we learned when we were younger. And what I loved about uh, kindergarten and even in those early years is that the teachers, the people, maybe even our parents use story as a way to help us grasp concepts and show us how to make those learnings even stickier. And so in this platform, we'll use stories to help us magnify important life lessons so that they can become stickier in our lives. So let's get started with our story for today. Our story is by Carter Goodridge, and it's called Nobody Hugs a Cactus. Oh, man. Hank, who happens to be a cactus, y'all, in a pot on a ledge, lived in a pot. The pot sat in a window. The window looked out at the empty desert. It was hot, dry, peaceful, and quiet. Just the way Hank liked it. But every now and then, somebody would interrupt Hank's peace and quiet. Hi, Hank, Rosie the Tumbleweed called out. Isn't it a beautiful day? Hank ignored her. He just wanted to be left alone. Okay, so long, said Rosie, as she cheerfully and, and, and as she cheerfully, should I say, tumbled away. Hank was happy again. But just as he was beginning to relax, Hello, shouted the tortoise. Private property, yelled Hank. Keep out. The tortoise was so frightened, he hid in his shell. Hank was still yelling at the tortoise when a jackrabbit dashed by. Hiya, prickles, she shouted. My name isn't Prickles, Hank yelled back, and stay out of my yard. Tumbleweeds, tortoises, jackrabbits, what's next, said Hank. A coyote came loping by. No dogs allowed, Hank yelled. I'm not a dog, said Coyote, and you are as prickly on the inside as you are on the outside. Before Hank could yell at the coyote, a cowboy strode past. Keep off the grass, Hank shouted. What grass, said the cowboy. Seems to me somebody needs a hug. Too bad nobody hugs a cactus. 
Hi, said Lizard. Well, who invited you, said Hank. And just in case you were wondering, I don't want a hug. Well, that's good, said the Lizard, because I don't want to give you one. Then he skittered away. An owl landed on the roof. If you're looking for a hug, said Hank, well, I guess I could give you one. Oh, me, said the owl. You must be joking. And for the first time, Hank began to feel a little lonely. The next morning, Hank was feeling more sad on the inside than prickly. Maybe a hug wouldn't be so bad after all. The wind began to pick up. An old cup blew by and stuck to Hank's face. And his arms were too short to get it off. Great, said Hank. After a while, Rosie came bouncing by. I'll get it off of you, Hank, she shouted. And she jumped up to knock the cup off of Hank's face. Then she tumbled away. Hank didn't have time to thank Rosie. He felt bad about all the other times he had been so rude to her. So he came up with a plan. Hank decided to grow the best flower he could and then give it to Rosie as a thank you gift. It took days, but at last it was ready. He couldn't wait for Rosie to pass by again. When at last she finally did come bouncing back, Hank held out the flower. Look, Rosie, he said, I grew it just for you. Rosie was so surprised. She jumped up and gave Hank a great big hug. It felt so nice. Hank didn't want to let go. And as it turns out, he couldn't. Rosie and Hank had become stuck together. But they didn't care. After all, it's better to be stuck in a hug than stuck all alone. The end. What a great story. Oh my goodness. Nobody hugs a cactus. Prickly. It means ready to take offense. It, it, it's looking for a reason to be offended and complain. It's being easily triggered and intentionally pushing others away in order to feel safe. Now, at some point in your life, I'm sure you have run across someone who was prickly. I mean, if we're really going to be honest with ourselves, sometimes maybe you are the prickly one. We can all be a little prickly at times. And like Hank, uh, our prickly cactus friend, prickly people are serious about keeping others away. 
I mean, for whatever reason, something has happened in their life that causes them to show up prickly. And they have become hyper vigilant about their emotional, their, their physical, and their relational safety. Now, I was talking to a good friend of mine some years ago. His name is uh, Harry Lewis Williams, a.k.a. Rev OG or OG Rev out there on the West Coast. And he would say that people show up in life the way they do sometimes because they have poorly processed pain. Huh. That stuck with me. No pun intended. I mean, it's true, right? Like when you don't process the pain well in your life, you, you end up stuck in unhealthy cycles of, of thinking and feeling and behaving. And, and all of it is in an effort to protect yourself from getting hurt again or not experiencing that level of pain again. Poorly processed pain can cause you to show up prickly. And like Hank, we end up stuck in a pot on a ledge alone. Because we have insulated ourselves from the world we live in. And we have convinced ourselves that this is the best Place. As a matter of fact, we have convinced ourselves that because it's quiet, that this is peace. Can I tell you something? Don't ever mistaken quiet for peace. See, a lack of engagement does not necessarily result in peace. But let's define peace, right? Because I, I just, I just want to make sure we're having the same definition of this. So peace involves health of your mind and your emotions and your relationships. It, it, is, uh, it is to prosper in things. And when we hear the word prosper or prosperity, sometimes we only think of money. But I want to tell you that prosperity is about flourishing and growing strong. Hmm. And so if your strategy is to simply cut people off, then you're cutting off your prosperity. You're, you're cutting off something that your soul needs to prosper. We need others. And Hank needed somebody, but he was in denial about it too. Man, and, and so our story is very interesting to me that uh, all, there were several characters and they were all going somewhere, but not Hank. Hank was stuck. <sighs> the coyote was the first character that comes by and he says to Hank, you know, you're as prickly on the inside as you are on the outside. We need that too. Like we need people to tell us the truth about how we're showing up in the world. Like we need people to tell us when we're being prickly, when 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 the way that we're showing up isn't serving us well. And what's interesting was that Hank was a cactus by design. 
I mean, he couldn't change the fact that he was a cactus. But I want to tell you that both your physical design and your personality serve purpose. But when we live from a place of pain, we present as a distorted version of ourselves. So you may not be able to change your design, but you can do something about your personality. You can do something about how you're showing up in the world. And so just a quick biology lesson. You know those prickly things on the cactus? They're leaves. I know. I know. When I found out, I was like, what? Those prickly things on a cactus are leaves. And their design is to help the cactus not lose so much water through evaporation out there in the hot, dry desert. It's an adaptation to its environment. And so Hank's physical prickles had purpose. But so did his personality. So Coyote is the first one to call out Frank on his problem, right? He just, he just calls him out. And we need people to call us out because his personality didn't need to be as prickly as his physical condition or design. Yeah. What am I saying? My condition does not have to determine my personality. Hmm. Yo, Hank needed connection because he was lonely and didn't know it. See, he 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 showed up as angry. Oh, right. Anger is such an easy emotion for us. It's like our go-to emotion when things aren't going the way, the way we hope they would or the way we think they should or when we're experiencing a bunch of other emotions because we have a hard time identifying them, we just show up as angry. And can I tell you something about loneliness? Loneliness is a form of starvation. I mean, just as uh, children, when they're first born, have to have attachment in order to to thrive and to grow well. I, I don't think it's just young children. I think all of us were created for community. We were designed to be connected to others. And so when we don't connect with others, our soul experiences starvation. Hmm. Hmm. So the cowboy follows the coyote, and here's what he says to him. Seems like somebody needs a hug. Man. But of course he says, but nobody hugs a cactus. He says, too bad nobody hugs a cactus. In other words, you're out of luck because I ain't hugging you, right? But this comment, it brought insight and awareness to Hank. Because after that comment, every character that comes afterwards, Hank begins to engage them in this dialogue about a hug. Huh. That comment jump-started Hank's transformation. I'm telling you, when people start telling us the truth about ourselves and we start believing that truth, we start really hearing that truth about ourselves, it can start a transformation process that helps you understand what you really need 
so you can get to it. And so as the story goes on, you know, the wind blows, he gets a cup stuck to his face. Now, I love this because not only was Hank's internal perspective changing, but now he can't even see who's coming by because he's got a cup stuck to his face. His arms are too short to pull it off. And and so his perspective is being changed all around. And listen, what's so great about this is, is, is I believe that everything we need comes to us. Sometimes the places that we are in our life, it just feels like we're stuck, right? Like I, I can't seem to do anything about it. I, I'm, I can't move forward. I'm, I'm trying to uh, have some progress in my life, some peace in my life, and I just need help. Everybody needs help sometimes. And so everything we need comes to us. So if I need help, it's coming to me. It's got to, because I too need somebody to help the trash off my life. I love Rosie because Rosie didn't let her previous interactions with Hank get in the way of her willingness to help Hank in his situation. Oh, man, she was going to be helpful and compassionate because that was her personality. Now, what's interesting, Rosie's design, she's a tumbleweed. Hence the name tumbleweed is that they blow to and fro, right? And so you would think a tumbleweed doesn't have a lot of substance. Oh, even though Rosie's physical condition didn't look like she had much substance, her personality was grounded. It was substantive. It was weighty. She took the cup off of Hank's face without expectation. She didn't say, I'm going to take this off, but you better not be mean to me anymore. Nope. She said, I can help. She took it off and she kept it moving. Ah, I love this about Rosie because here's what Rosie determined. That if I'm going to help someone, I'm going to help them because I want to help them, not because of what they're going to give back to me. Can I just encourage you with that? That if you make a decision to help someone, it's a gift. And, and, and so if you're going to give that gift, don't have expectations that you're going to get something in return. Then it's no longer a gift. Oh, then it becomes an exchange. It becomes a barter. It's things for things. And it's really an unhealthy way of gifting when we go things for things. And so Rosie moves the cup from his face. And Hank now starts to experience some other feelings other than anger. And it is awesome to see, right? He was feeling remorse for being rude to Rosie in times past. I'm like, wait. Wait, and he comes up with a plan to grow a flower. So are you telling me that Mr. Prickles has something beautiful inside of him? That prickly people have something beautiful inside of them? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. But the only way he could access the beauty that was inside of him is if he 
acknowledged the ugly. So it's not enough for people to tell us the truth about ourselves. We have to begin to tell the truth to ourselves about ourselves. Hank realized he had been ugly and rude to Rosie, and he wanted to make it right. Ooh, ah, he wanted to make it right. And so Hank grows a flower. He offers it to Rosie. And here come Rosie again, just blowing by. And she jumps up and she hugs him. Ah! You know what else I like about Rosie? That Rosie was uniquely designed to be in relationship with Hank. She was the only one of the characters whose design allowed for her to get close enough to Hank to hug him. I'm just telling you. We need Rosies. We need people who are uniquely designed to deal with our prickliness. We need people who are not harmed by our design. And it was her design that really helped him get to a place where he could change his personality to be more engaging, more welcoming, He opened up his life to allow Rosie in because she was there for him without conditions. Mm -mm -mm. See, being stuck in a hug is better than being stuck alone. Yeah. And so when was the last time you got a hug? Like a genuine hug. Like somebody hugged you without expectation. Somebody just hugged you because you just needed a hug. They weren't manipulating you. They didn't expect anything in return. They were just hugging you. Man, what I love about being the educator of young children is that they always hug you. Like it's their gift to you. And they give it freely when they know and think that you're safe. When they they think that you are that you're all right, that you're an okay person. When they feel like you're someone who cares about them, right, and is safe, they're just going to give you a hug. Hmm. And so they have no agendas, and they're willing to give this gift freely. Like who in your life needs a gift like that? Who in your life needs a hug? Who who needs you to be the one to look beyond their prickliness and present them with the genuine offering of acceptance? Hmm. Maybe you're listening to this and you're realizing that you have been prickly. Maybe you're realizing and, and you're acknowledging and, 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 and you're allowing yourself to, to, to come to that place where you're like, I would rather be stuck in a hug than to be stuck alone. And so I want to encourage you to tap into the resources around you because uh, they're there to help you on your journey. Maybe it could be embracing a friendship that you've been tr- avoiding. 
Maybe it's seeing a counselor or a therapist. Maybe it's getting off your ledge and getting out of those places that are comfortable for you and taking the risk and going into environments that are maybe not so comfortable for you. I'm not asking you to change who you are. Hank didn't. He was a cactus. And he was enough. And so were you. And so I challenge you to create space for people to be who they are, uh, to, to embrace their differences that, 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 that as something to be appreciated and not something to be isolated from. We all need people because no one should be stuck alone. Hey, I'm Dante Poole, and if this helped you, I want you to like, subscribe, and share it with others. This is the podcast for Life Sculptors, where we help you help your life take shape. Until next time, remember, you're enough. <laughs>